Hello once again and welcome to Alpha Omega International. We certainly do appreciate you joining uh, joining with us once again as we are looking to the Sermon on the Mount found in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. Today we're actually going to be finishing chapter 6, speaking on the topic of worrying. Today's sermon is titled, The Good Hand of God. And we're going to look at Matthew chapter 6 and pick out some verses between verses 25 to 34. Worry. You know, when Jesus speaks about not worrying, I think about the people he was speaking to. What were they worried about? I can imagine some were worried by the fact that they were living under the Roman government, an authority and a power that was very overreaching into the very personal lives of the Jewish people of Israel. I'm sure they were worried about persecution, especially those who were going to be following Jesus Christ. Persecution was on its way and already beginning to rise up. And I'm sure many of them had their own daily needs that they worried about. What to eat, what to drink, where to live, what to wear. And of course, for those who were not only married, but had children. When you have children, you're not only worried about your own self, but you're even more worried about your children, about their safety, about their provision. And when I think of those things, about what the original hearers were going through, I think, you know, these are the same exact things we go through today. The same anxieties, the same worries and concerns. The concerns between the days of the Bible and the concerns we have today have not changed. The good news is the Lord has also not changed and neither has his word. In time, our concerns grow and they expand. They become more complicated, especially when you have families and children and other responsibilities of life. But though our concerns grow, so should our faith. And our faith should hold us steady, firm, as we go through the different trials of life. So let's see what Jesus speaks about on the subject of worry. We first begin with Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Jesus says, Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on it. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Jesus begins, therefore, I say to you. And anytime you see that word, therefore, we should ask ourselves what the therefore is there for. When I read that therefore, it must come from something he's already said in the last several verses on the Sermon on the Mount. Now you can look at the verse that immediately precedes this, verse 24, where Jesus talks about those who are so driven by money, finding money, the pleasure of money, the passion of having money, the need of it, almost like they're worshiping a God. And Jesus is teaching them, you can't serve two masters, either God you will serve or money, and it will become your master like a God and you will worship it. But you can't do both. You have to choose one or the other. And maybe some people thought, well, of course we choose God, but don't we still need money? Don't we need, uh, still need money to pay for the things that we need in life? Of course, we all do. We all need money to pay for the things that we need. And so Jesus maybe ushers us into this point where they're thinking about where 
will they get money from? How will they provide for themselves? They're not worshiping money, but they still need it. Maybe that's what led Jesus to say, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. But I also think about what he says in verse 8. In verse 8, he talks about the fact that our Father in heaven, he already knows what we need before we ask him. And of course, that leads us into the wonderful Lord's Prayer, which we've already studied in this series. The Lord's Prayer and the fact that God already knows our needs, it brings great comfort to us. Therefore, we are not to worry because our God knows what we need. He knows how to supply it. He knows what we need even before we know what we need. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Worry hit my life in a very brand new way when I was first called to go to Indonesia. In the months that led up to my departure for my family and I to go to Indonesia, they were, there were a lot of sleepless nights. There were a lot of worries that I had and that my wife had. Worries like, where will our kids go to school? What are hospitals like? Will we have access to doctors, good doctors, and medicine? Will it be safe? Will our children be protected? Will they be able to grow up in a brand new culture? And on top of all those things, the fact that I was leaving everything that I knew here in America, my family, my job, everything, to go to Indonesia. And so for many nights, I didn't sleep. Up all night, worried about what was going to happen. Worried that when I get to Indonesia, what if then I find out I wasn't really called to go to Indonesia? I was worried about many things. But God taught me in the process of dealing with my heart and giving me strength and courage and encouragement. I learned something about God. As I read through like the book of Deuteronomy, God promised his people that when they go, he goes before them. He prepares the way. He fights their battles. He provides for them. When the Lord goes before them, he knows what's coming ahead. And he knows how to provide for his people wherever he leads them. And that really touched my heart. And I believed with all my heart and I prayed, Lord, when we go to Indonesia, I pray that you will go before us. Prepare the way. You know what needs we're going to have and you know how to meet those needs. And God has met every need we have ever had over the last 10 years now of being in Indonesia. But you know, this thought the fact that God goes before me, he goes before us, that thought has filled my prayer life. When I go and I preach somewhere, like I'm preaching to you now, I always pray that God will go before me and prepare the hearts to hear his word. When I go to counsel someone who's in a desperate situation or in need of family advice, I always ask that God will go before me, prepare the hearts, give me wisdom, and let us be able to talk with peace and understanding and that the Spirit of God would really begin to heal and work in people's lives. Or when we just take a trip somewhere, my family and I, before we go, we say, Lord, go before us. Prepare the way. Give us peace in the skies if we're flying. Give us peace and safety on the streets if we are driving. But go before us and provide the way. I also learned, especially when I first answered the call to go to Indonesia and to ministry, I learned from the story of Ezra. 
Ezra a few times in the book of Ezra, it says that the Lord's hand was upon Ezra. But it doesn't say it simply that the Lord's hand was on him. It says that the good hand of God was upon Ezra. The good hand. And that really touched me in my own life. You see, Ezra, in the book of Ezra, he set his heart upon God. God was first. God was Ezra's main priority to seek him and to know him, to know his word, to do his word, and to teach his word. And so Ezra always set God before him, always to seek his face. And as a result, the good hand of God was upon Ezra. And God provided the way for him, protected him along the way, and greatly blessed Ezra and his ministry. And so that's why I've entitled today's sermon, The Good Hand of God. It is a good hand, a hand that blesses, a hand that heals, a hand that is kind and gentle, a hand that is good. The good hand of God. And I also want you to remember as we go over over a few verses of what Jesus says about worry and why we should not worry, I want you to remember who is actually speaking these words. Jesus the Son of God. It's not just someone who went through something, sort of got through it all right, and now is saying to you, oh, don't worry about it. Whatever you're going through, don't worry. Everything will be fine in the end. No, it's not that. It's God himself in the flesh speaking to us, telling us not to worry about anything in life. And not just God telling us that, as though he is simply omniscient, and he knows what to say in every moment of our life. But God who became a man, Jesus Christ, the man, who knows what it's like to be human, who knows what it's like to go through all the hardships that we go through as men and women and young people. He knows all the trials of life and knowing it all and going through it all. He says to us, do not worry. And so we would be wise to listen to his encouragement. Jesus does indeed encourage us. And if you're worried today, if you're worried, then keep these things in mind, what he's about to talk about. And as we go over a few things, we're going to learn both how valuable we are to God and also how much he cares for us. So if you are worrying today about anything, listen to what Jesus says now. He's going to encourage you to consider These three things. Number one, look at the birds. (laughs) Number two, look about the lilies. And number three, look to the Lord. So today, if you are worried about something, anything, number one, Jesus says, just look at the birds. Verse 26, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? The birds have no worry about food, about what they're going to eat. They don't plant or harvest, and they don't gather food into storehouses to prepare for the future. Yet they find their food on a daily basis. Jesus says simply, your father feeds them. I've been doing a devotion for the past couple of weeks from the book of Genesis 
And I love the creation story, the six days of creation, just in Genesis chapter 1. And you know, it tells us that on day five, God created the birds. And at the time they were created, they already had everything they needed to thrive. He commanded that the birds should fly in the sky. The sky, which was already created on day two. They would spring through the grass, nest in the trees, and they would also eat of the fruit and the seeds that those trees produced, all of which God had already created on day three. The birds would be the first to sing every morning at the rising of the sun, and they would be the first to settle under the evening moonlight, both of which God already created on day four. In other words, God had already prepared everything a bird would need to flourish upon the face of the earth. The birds never had to wonder how their needs were going to be met. God thought of them before he ever created them. Your father feeds them. You know, I read recently, today scientists say that there are at least well over 50 billion birds on the earth. And they say that's a conservative number. It could be as many as 400 billion birds. But let's just go with 50 billion birds. That means that every person on planet earth could personally own six birds. Birds are not easy to raise. And they're not cheap either. In fact, the more exotic the bird, the more complicated their diet, the more expensive it is, it is to feed them. But let's just say that every bird on the earth, as an average, let's just say that each day it costs 50 cents a day to feed one bird. And again, that is a very conservative number, 50 cents. But if we fed all the birds in that manner, it would cost over $25 billion to feed all the birds every single day. Each day, $25 billion to feed all the birds of the world. There isn't a billionaire in all the world who could afford such an expense. Yet Jesus says, your father feeds them each and every day. Look at the birds, Jesus says, and then consider how much your father loves you and cares for you. He knows what you need and he's able to supply. And yes, you were on God's mind as well, even before you were created. Are you worried? Just look at the birds. Number two, look about the lilies. He says, so why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Look about the lilies of the field. Consider their beauty and how they grow. King Solomon, the richest king in history, he received riches and animals and fabrics and resources from all over the world. In his great wisdom, he 
used only the purest, the best of the best, and he employed the most talented designers and seamstresses that the world could offer. How wonderfully glorious his garments and robes must have been. Yet, according to Jesus, Solomon's famous royal beauty was still inferior to the glory of a flower. Each flower clothed by God himself. His instructions for design are within the flower. The DNA contained in each seed already had everything needed to array each kind of flower. They don't worry about how to dress. They don't hunt for coverings. And neither do they spin fabric. They just grow. And when they grow, they grow upward, stretching toward the sunlight. Living in Indonesia for 10 years, I have seen such wonderful, beautiful, radiant colored flowers. Flowers like I had never seen before. You know, Indonesia, when it comes to birds and flowers, Indonesia has some of the most diverse kinds and species of both birds and flowers. I think maybe only second to the Amazon jungle. But Indonesia is very rich in both of these things. I've even been to Florida most recently. And again, I still see flowers that I have never seen before. It's amazing. And some of these flowers, one called birds of paradise, look it up sometime. It is such a beautiful flower. And from far away, it actually looks like a bird. But flowers are glorious and they are beautiful. And I'm always surprised that I can still see a flower that I have never seen before in my entire life. How often do we pass by flowers that we've never even noticed? How many times, maybe as we walk into a field or even in our backyard, have we stepped on a flower and never even knew it? And yet God clothes them by his wisdom and power and glory, even the ones we don't appreciate. Jesus says, look about the lilies and consider how your father clothes them with glory. How much more does God care for you? Are you worried? Just look about the lilies and consider how much God loves and cares for you. And number three, if you're worried today, Jesus encourages us, look to the Lord. Matthew 6 verse 33 but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. As the flowers grow looking to the sun, so we are to grow looking to the Lord. Having a desire just like Ezra did, a desire that puts God first in our life, that we seek him first before all things, that our eyes are upon him. We want to seek him, set our hearts upon him and know him, to seek his righteousness and to be well-pleasing to him. And brothers and sisters, all of this begins when we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And the more we know Jesus, the more we will know the kingdom of God and the more we will know righteousness. And as we look up, trusting in our Father, who knows what we need before we even ask him, that he's able to supply, Jesus then gives us this promise, 
and all these things shall be added to you. What things? All the needs that we have in life. Whatever it is we need from food, water, shelter, whatever our children need, whatever we need to accomplish God's will in our life, whatever it is we need on a day-to-day basis, as God feeds the birds each day, we are to look to God, seek Him first, always acknowledge Him in our life, and God will add all these things to us. Why? Because He loves us and He cares for us. So what is your need today? What concerns your heart? What worries you? Jesus says, do not worry. And if you do, then just remember this. And if, you, if you're not someone who does worry often, maybe you're a young person and you haven't really experienced, experienced worry yet. Believe me, it will always come knocking on the door of your heart. And it wants in. And it wants to control your behavior. And it wants to sway your trust in the Lord. Worry comes for all of us. Jesus says, don't worry. But in that day, that worry does try to creep into your heart. Just remember, look at the birds. Look about the lilies. Look to the Lord. And have confidence in your heart and in your mind. God knows what he's doing. He goes before us. And the hand that is upon us in our life is the good hand of God. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. God bless you, and I'll see you next time.